Hi, everybody. I'm Terry Henney, Farm Director with WSGW Radio in Saginaw, Michigan, and I am talking beans. Talking beans today with Executive Director Joe Kramer of the Michigan Bean Commission. Joe, a chili. Good morning to you. How you doing? I'm doing good, Terry. We enjoyed the Super Bowl yesterday. We tried all of uh, Sherry's recipes that she shared with us last time. We uh, were on Facebook Live, so they were all great. Oh, they're all great. And again, a reminder, if folks do want to take a look at those recipes and learn a little bit about nutrition, she's the perfect person for it. So all you got to do is, well, you can go to the Bean Commission website. Uh, You've got it up there. And you can go to my farm page, Facebook page, as well as our radio station's Facebook pages and uh, dial it up, uh, Talking Beans. You and I are uh, doing the audio version of uh, Talking Beans today. And, uh, Joe, let's talk a little bit about, well, before we talk about research, uh, I just want to mention something to you and that uh, I did get the latest information from the uh, National Ag Statistics Service Uh, This was a release when they were talking about December ag prices. And, of course, I'm seeing some big leaps and jumps here from December of uh, of 2019 of a lot of our commodities. And I happened to take a look at the dry beans, dry edible beans. And uh, December of 2019, according to this report, uh, the price uh, dollars hundredweight, 3220. November of last year, roughly a year ago, it went down to like 2780. And then uh, December of 2020, I'm looking at 3320. So uh, the pricing is inching its way back up again. It is, Terry. And I I think uh, I'll be anxious to see your, your next set of numbers. But um, yeah, it continues to climb. I think there's plenty of demand out there. And we do our best to try to keep our, our canners and packagers happy with good quality. And that's what we're going to talk about here today. Uh, we're talking about research when it comes to keeping canner quality and not only getting it to the canner in top quality, but how these beans actually turn out when you crack open that can. Is it a surprise or is it what you would expect? Explain to me a little bit about the procedure that you're going to be doing this month, the month of February. Sure. I um, I think we're the, the only research effort in the, in the country that I know of at, at sort of a grower-funded level that, that not only looks at the best yielding varieties, the best yielding genetics um, for growers, and, and we come up with yield by minimizing the impact of diseases and, and the best yielding uh, characteristics of, of any of any bean type. Uh, but it doesn't really do anybody any good if the canner won't use them. If, if the bean is mushy in the can, if the bean's appearance isn't uniform, if the color isn't what they expect when they when their consumers open the can, uh, we have to we have to produce something that uh, that the consumer is going to enjoy and and meet that expectation every time. So it may surprise people to to know that annually for many many years uh, the Bean Commission with Michigan State University and our Production Research Advisory Board uh, take all of the beans that are yielded or produced in our dry bean variety trials across the state. And we put them through a canning process on the campus of Michigan State University. Uh, 
we invite our canner customers and, and processors into an event that's always held in person, always on the campus, and we open up those cans. And there could be 500 one year and 1,500 the next year, depending on what we're, what we're actually studying. Uh, we could have uh, all of the dry bean researchers from the, the breeding department at Michigan State, USDA's dry bean breeding program, uh, our own breeding work, uh, all of those things come into play, and we will open up literally hundreds of thousands of cans, dump them out in a tray, and have these evaluators walk around the room and stare at trays of light red kidney beans or trays of navy beans, trays of black beans. So and, what are we what dirty. are we looking for? What are we looking for well, when we we take a look at uh, color, um, texture? What what is it, Joe? All of the above, but. Let's use black beans as the example, Terry. If if you're working uh, the black bean market in Brazil, for example, just to be different, uh, Brazil expects to, their beans to soak and cook to a, almost a chocolatey brown sauce. Here in the U.S. and and frankly, almost anywhere else in the world, if you if you shipped a black bean that turned into a chocolatey brown sauce, they think something was wrong with it. They expect black beans to be glossy shiny, maintain their firmness, if you will. Um, and, and, and so there's just different characteristics that are bred into these, these different classes, different varieties of beans that the consumer expects. And we, um, um, like I said, unlike most other programs, we include that in our evaluation process. And again, how many evaluators are we talking with this? Uh, we we have trained evaluators that participate annually. They're they're trained on the campus of Michigan State, um, but our customers go through the same process. They they fill out the form just like the evaluators do. Um, they have comments. They take their sheets home. They compare what the trained evaluators actually come out with in their final report to what they did. Uh, but over the years, they've gotten pretty good at it too. So. We have a lot of repeat visits um, from from different companies that, that that participate in this every year. Now, do some of our elevators have agreements with processors to uh, provide them with the bean that uh, they think they need that they can sell? Some of them are that specific. So if you have a strong relationship with a customer uh, and, and they have a certain characteristic that that a certain bean produces, they'll isolate that. It'll become part of their contract potentially. Uh, the growers know where those beans are grow- going uh, when they plant them. And and uh, so they'll declare that when their truck hits the scale. These are variety X. And, and the processor can isolate those and identity preserve those specifically for a customer or a couple of customers. So, yeah, it's gotten pretty, uh, it's gotten pretty specific. Um, I think customers today want consistency in their product. So when they open a can of beans or they buy McDonald's French fries, they they expect every bite they take, no matter where they got it, to, to be similar, right? To be very, very similar. Uh, beans are no different. And we've we've gone to great lengths to try to make sure that we can assure that to our, uh, our canners and packagers. I'm real curious, how over the years have we been able to find out what different countries and different cultures want when it comes to our food, and in particular, the beans. 
it, it almost is first just firsthand experience, trial and error. Uh, we know that if you're shipping beans to Costa Rica, regardless of the type, by law in Costa Rica, they have to soak in a certain amount of time. If they don't, if they don't meet that requirement, the importer is actually fined by the government for not making meeting that criteria. So just like just like by our standards, we have moisture maximum moisture allowances. They have maximum cook time or minimum cook time amount allowances. Uh, you know that if you're shipping navy beans to the UK, their their soak process and their and their cooking process could be a little more harsh on a particular bean. There's there's different beans that hold up different in certain environments, and it's it's gotten uh, they've gotten pretty fussy about that. And of course, all the same food safety uh, criteria applies no matter what it is, um, but Goya Foods, for example, expects their black beans that they sell in packages to to look almost wet in the package. They they're very very shiny. Um, in, inside that cellophane, it almost looks wet in there. And you've got other packagers that don't want that at all. They they almost want a little bit of dust on the film to make it appear more natural, if you will. So processors over the years have just um, close communication. Uh, trial and error, send samples. That's how they get the job done. Now, with this virus situation, things have changed a little bit in 2021 as far as this process you're talking about. I am assuming we're not going to have people walking around a room like we've seen in years past. You're absolutely right. And uh, we kind of challenged our friends at Michigan State to come up with a virtual alternative and they've done that so on february 23rd at 10 a.m if any of our listeners want to i'll uh, they'll be able to go to our website and get the zoom link to be able to log on and participate Uh, but they've created a a viewing box and they're pulling each one of those samples through it and they're going to be able to demonstrate these differences virtually Uh, i can't wait to see it because i think it's going to be interesting what's more interesting terry is when I say we had participation in person in the past, it was a handful of canners from sort of the east, um, the Mindec region, central, the central U.S. We didn't get we didn't get anybody flying here from the U.K. to participate in it. This morning, I've had people call me from El Salvador, uh, South Africa, the U.K. that that want to see this. And so I'm I'm really excited about the ability that because we have to do it virtual, it's opened up the door to many, many people from all over the globe to participate. And our local producers could also be a part of this. They could observe, right? Absolutely. They're they're the ones that fund this, Terry. So um, every time a grower sells sells a bag of beans, ten cents is deducted from that from that hundred weight that that fund much of this research. So uh, the processors also help fund that, and and I hope they I hope they all can find a little bit of time that morning uh, again February 23rd at 10 a.m. to log on and be able to see what this really looks like and and what they're helping pay for. Now, a part of the evaluation, as I understand it, is uh, color uh, in addition to uh, continuity of the individual bean as it comes out of the can. Now we're doing this virtually. So you're kind of taking away from the actual opportunity, so to speak, to feel 
to get a real good idea up close to what that bean is like. But the other thing is, is the color aspect of it. A lot of it will really have to depend on the lighting of that uh, virtual. So folks are going to be able to tell a little bit better on the coloration, right? That's right. And from what I understand, um, a, a box of some sort, this viewing box was built and designed. You mount a camera on top of it. And so that the color and the lighting is uniform for every one of those trays you pull through that box. Uh, so from a visual standpoint, we've eliminated, they've eliminated all the variables. The thing that we will miss in here is in the past, you could actually put some of those beans in your mouth and feel the texture, softness. Um, you, you could understand that mouthfeel piece that seems to be important. We're not going to be able to do that as participants, but we'll be able to see or or at least see the results of the evaluators that did get to do it uh, in person on campus. So the evaluation uh, took place over the last two weeks, and um, they're getting their reports together. They've captured all those pictures, and we're just going to be able to run this virtual format real smooth. I expect it to take about an hour, hour and a half. Now, how do we use the findings? Uh, where do where do the results of what you're going to be doing on February the 23rd? Where does it show up, Joe? We've got we've got uh, Scott Bales, our our driving specialist, has published his book for the year. Uh, it's available um, by by mail. If you want one, we can mail one to you. Uh, last week, Scott dropped copies off at at all of the elevator bean dealers so that they'd have some there if you want to, if a grower wanted to stop in and grab one of those. So, what we're going to do on February 23rd is already in print, and and a guy could be uh, uh, be able to grab a copy of that and kind of follow along through it with us to some degree. Uh, most of most of the information that's in that book helps a grower identify yield highest yielding uh, choices in a particular class of beans, but it can also look at disease characteristics, what's resistant, what isn't resistant, and they come right across the board, mold tolerance, lodging, and they get into color retention, they get into canning quality. So as a grower uh, is making those evaluations, he, he can rest assured the very worst canning quality didn't make it into the plot. We, we don't, those varieties aren't available if they don't can well. Uh, so we've, we've done our best to cull out the ones that could hurt our industry. Uh, they, they never make it to the, to the table anyway. So uh, for the most part, everything that's in there has a customer for it. Some are just better than others, and some meet certain characteristics that others, others don't care about, for example. So I always thought that a bean is a bean. Now I'm finding yeah. out a bean is a lot more than just a bean. Seems to be changing all the time, but uh, but you're right, Terry. These growers today are are doing a great job trying to meet the needs of the customer. Uh, they work well with the processors who give them guidance uh, through that. Uh, the processor has a relationship with an end user. Uh, so most of the time when you see a, a company offer a contract, it, it's got somebody standing on the other end that said, yep, let's go do this and get the grower on board and create the supply chain for this upcoming season. And uh I, I, as weird as it is, I actually enjoy watching it happen. Well, I think a lot of our producers are going to gain a lot by taking a look at that virtual inspection. And again, the uh, date is when? 
February 23rd at 10 a.m. And I'll get the Zoom link up on the uh, up on our website this afternoon. And I'm sure we'll be talking about uh, the results of this uh, for many months to come here on Talking Beans. Always, always a delight to talk to you, Joe. You have yourself a great day. And again, I'm, I've got it marked down, February the 23rd, 10 a.m. Take a look and see what the beans really look like and what a lot of folks want from their can of beans, other than a surprise. They don't want a surprise when they open up that can, do they? They don't. We'll, uh, I think we'll be able to record that and share that, uh, that event as well, Terry. So if a guy's uh, schedule didn't allow him to attend, we'd be able to get him the video later. Fantastic. Joe, have a great day. Always good to talk. And again, coming up soon, once again, we'll be talking beans with Joe Kramer from the Michigan Bean Commission.